Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Free For All. This is your host, Big John, here on Grumblings Media. You can catch all our fine shows at grumblingsmedia.com, also on YouTube and Rumble, as well as all the great podcasting platforms like Apple, Pandora, Spotify, Google Play, basically anywhere a podcast exists, you can find us there. Just look for Grumblings Media and Free For All. All right, now that we've got the appropriate level of pimping done, let me introduce to you uh, our guest for this episode, somebody we've always liked here. Uh, hopefully he considers us a friend to him. We certainly consider him a friend to Grumblings Media, uh, Mr. Larry Sharp. Larry, how are you doing today? I am doing well. I'm glad you have me here. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. You're always welcome. And thank you for taking time out uh, from trying to save the world. I really appreciate it that uh, you're joining us and always open to having a good discussion, which I really appreciate on your part. Always All right. trying to. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for that. Okay. Uh, just trying to get uh, some thoughts together on the bombshell ruling was to be expected coming out of Colorado, which disqualified former President Trump from appearing on the Colorado a state ballot for the general election. Now, uh, this was done on behalf of a lawsuit filed by six citizens of the state of Colorado claiming that President Trump should be disqualified from appearing on the general ballot, seeing as how he was, in their view, an insurrectionist and therefore disqualified under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Now, there's been a lot of back and forth about President Trump and whether he is an insurrectionist or not. Uh, as a matter of fact, a previous episode of Free For All, we had Professor Ilya Soman on uh, from Georgetown University, where he argued that he felt uh, Trump should be disqualified, that in fact he had violated Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. But that's all up for debate, and that's why we're here. So, Larry, let's start off with what did you feel about the decision coming out of Colorado? Did you uh, Were you surprised by it? Did you feel they went a step too far? Talk to us about it. There were two separate rulings, right? The first one and then a the second one. The first one was by a very cowardly judge. And I say cowardly because she wouldn't just make a decision. She literally said, this is what she said in her ruling, that he was an insurrectionist. So she decided that he was convicted, mm -hmm. one bad, but then said, but the 14th Amendment doesn't apply to the president because his oath is different. What a terrible, embarrassing judge that is. Mm. So she was still able to virtual signal to say he is a bad guy. So she did that. So she virtual signaled right. well, but then kicks it away, knowing that someone else will take it. Mm. Embarrassing. She should be removed as a judge with a terrible thing. She shouldn't be saying he's an insurrectionist unless you have some proof of that. It's fine right. if you do. Right? right. It's fine. But what she did was she set a precedent now. I mean that now the next judge can say, well, he is an insurrectionist. Why? This other judge ruled it. Right. So she set it up for this next ruling, but didn't want to be the one who did, if that makes right. any sense. Right? right. It, yeah. So the, the, the next set of judges, the, the next appeal, they can now rely upon her judgment and say, well, she said he's an insurrectionist. So therefore he is. We're, we're basing this upon precedent of a ruling it's not us who says an insurrectionist. It's the other one. Right. This is the perfect setup that these judges did to make sure they could hammer him. If that makes any sense. Right. right. Sure. And then they go, well, so now he can't be on the ballot. Now, in theory, am I against states making decisions based upon this? I'm not in theory, right? In theory, states should decide what's right in their own elections. I do get that. So theoretically, yes. Right. The problem is we know. I mean, we just know. One, this is political. Yes. Right? We know this. It's political, number right. one. Number, number two, we also know it's going to be overturned. He's going to be on the ballot. And we also know the last thing. It doesn't matter. He's not going to win Colorado anyway. If Trump wins, and now California's the next one, that's now going to throw him off right. the ballot, right? right? Even if California and Colorado actually throw him off the ballot, I mean, I don't think they are, but let's say they do. So? 
Trump will win or lose without California and Colorado. That's how he won it last time. That's how, he, that's how he'll win or lose the next time. He won and he lost in both cases, not having Colorado or California. And that will happen either way. So even if all the blue states throw him off, it doesn't matter. All that matters is swing states. The rest so, is irrelevant anyway. You're, you're right from on the political front, of course. But let me, let me ask you this a little bit. Let's, let's kind of parse it a little bit. Because I'm, yeah. a little, I'm a little surprised at a lot of my libertarian brothers and sisters out there. And I'll be honest with you. So for full disclosure, and this will make my partner here at Grumblings Meter very happy, I will admit to having TDS, and I will admit to not being a fan of Trump's. I consider him an authoritarian. Um, I don't even consider him a conservative that I could put up with the way I would with, say, a Goldwater conservative or something to that effect. So I, I will put my cards on the table, full disclosure, I'm not a fan of his. I'm trying to be as fair as possible to his situation. So yep. the Colorado State Supreme Court, to be fair, seven judges, all appointed by Democrat uh, governors, which, of course, yep. makes sense, right? Four to three ruling. The four that agreed that he had committed insurrection and that the Section 3 applies to the office of the president, uh, they, they agreed. The three who dissented largely dissented not on the question of whether he was an insurrectionist or not, but it was on procedural grounds. You know, I think they yep. said it doesn't apply to him and things like that. So sort of breaking it down a little bit. Uh, first of all, let me ask you flat out, do you feel that Trump in any way engaged in insurrection, whether it was January 6th or even in Georgia as a conspiracy to set up fake electors to prevent the transfer of a legally elected government? Well, your problem, opinion, your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with the 14th Amendment is that it doesn't just say insurrectionists. It says aid or comfort. Yes. With that broad definition. Yes. Okay. With that broad definition, yes, I could see that. But they're not saying aid and comfort. They're saying insurrectionist. Mm. To that, I say no. To aid and comfort, yes. Okay. I mean, that's true. With that in mind, there's a whole lot of other people who could also be in that, right? A whole lot of others who could be there too. So if you're going to broaden your definition and add that aid and comfort piece from the Fourth Amendment, yeah, I mean, that's, it's not necessarily a crazy ruling. But right. they're not doing that, and that's my point. None of them are doing what they should. If they all, if they all said, and none of them said this, right. you know, he wasn't necessarily convicted of, of, of insurrection, but he did do aid and comfort, and that's not a crime necessarily, so there is no way of putting him in jail for that, so there's no requirement for a conviction, right? But for insurrectionists, there's kind of you need a conviction for that. Well, actually, you don't, but right? Because saying is, but there is none, right? Well, and I think because to be honest with you, Larry, I had to do some research into this when I when this first started percolating a yep. couple of months ago, um, because I asked a simple question. I started out with the simple one: What if someone who's 30, 30 years old runs for president? How do you disqualify him? Because the Constitution says you have to be thirty five, right? Or what happens? when Trump was trying to disqualify Obama by saying he was born in a, in Kenya or whatever. Right. Yes. I said, what's the, what's the legal procedure? Like it never really occurred to me. Like what is the mechanism? Right. And it was, I found out after research and talking to legal experts and everything that it's a civil procedure. It's not a criminal one. So the, so the, the typical things, like you said, a conviction an indictment, physical proof and things like that technically aren't required. Um, and what's interesting well, no, is no, no, that's that's incorrect. Even in a civil case, while the, the the requirement for proof is a lot lower, okay, it still requires evidence and and something, right? Right. So even but, in a civil case, I couldn't just say, "Hey, Big John can't be president because he's only thirty-one." Right. Right. Exactly. I can't do that. I, I could say that if I want to. Right. But then you would show some evidence. Here is my birth certificate. Here is my driver's license. I'm not thirty-one. Right. And you would be fine. But right. you would you if you didn't show up at all, I would win and you wouldn't be president. Mm. Does that make sense? If I, nobody uh, showed up, right, you would probably lose. I would win and you wouldn't be president. The, or the courts would order you to step down and either put the vice president in or whatever right. the case may be. Right, there, there would be a constitutional issue where the Congress would step in. Right, but all you do is have your lawyer show up with a driver's license and we're done. Right. right. It's yeah. It, you're talking about the default judgment, which would be in Correct. that case for the plaintiff. 
And I agree with you in that case, but I think it's the technicality. Like people who are saying, well, Trump's never been convicted of anything. That really isn't necessary under the Constitution, right? They, to your point, you would still have to pr produce evidence at court because the judges have to make a ruling. And one would hope right. that they're not bla so blatantly partisan that they would just say he's guilty without any sort of proof. Well, like I, I well, will give did. Trump. Well, that that I agree with you. That that's they wrong, right? Yeah. Um, but this is. But hold on, my my point, John, is yeah. They didn't. You're right. For the way the law, the the amendment is written, right. You don't have to have a conviction of uh, for insurrection to have right. concrete proof. Like you were shooting at people during the Civil War, that would really be clearly evidence. Yes, that absolutely. You were an insurrectionist, right? Right. In the case of this. Trump wasn't physically there. Correct. So you would have to have some from a proof, like a conviction would work. But my point yeah. is, it's written so vaguely. It yes. says aid and comfort. There is no conviction for aid and comfort. Right. So all you need is some evidence that he had given aid and comfort. And I think that evidence could be easily shown. I do believe that. Yes. I, I, I agree with you. I think, I, and I think even the people who hate Trump and who want to see him for political reasons or otherwise disqualified will hang their hat, not on that. He's a physical insurrectionist. They will hang their hat more on the conspiracy, uh, like a Rico type of thing where they say like, look, was he out on the street? Did he try to kick down a door physically himself? No, but he kind of masterminded it by putting all the people in place at his direction to like, to have it, to have the riots, to put together the fake electors, whatever the case may be, that he sat in the yeah, middle of but, that. But that's difficult. And here's the reason why that's difficult and why they didn't bother doing it. Because he does have a right, any president does, mm -hmm. to challenge an election. Of course. Right? So that, that part is legal. Challenge the election, yes. that part is legal, right? Yes, without a doubt. And that's part of the chat, and that's where it becomes gray. He has a right to challenge an election if he wants to, and I don't mind that either. Go ahead, challenge it. Oh, good. Absolutely. Now, he lost in all the courts. And that's right. fine, but you have a right to challenge it. The issue is if you challenge, and this is how I know how the system works. If you challenge and win, you have to have electors ready to, if you win, you have to have electors ready. Right. And that's supposedly, and I don't know if this is true, but supposedly that's what the actual conspirators told Trump. That's what supposedly happened. I don't details, but... Hey, you have to, and that's what I know because they've already, they, people have testified to this. A lot of those electors, they thought they were doing that, mm. which is a real thing. You are yes. supposed to have electors in reserve in case you win. That's actually true. You're not supposed to try to force them down the throat of the people in Congress. Well, that's, that's the when they went too yes. far. Yes, right? Agreed. Agreed. But you are supposed to have them available. If you win, yes. you then submit the, the, the new ones. Right. And the problem is, at what point did that become conspiracy? At what point was that legal? At what right. point was that just part of it? And that's why I think it's not clear, which is one reason why I think they didn't bother going through it, because it is gray. It, without a doubt. It, there's a, And listen, uh, the reason this makes for fascinating talk between me, you, and anybody else uh, who has an opinion is because this has no precedent in our history. Um, it, it was clearly like, I think I like the takes on this sometimes are so utterly ridiculous. Like I heard one guy who otherwise I would respect say, well, section five of the same amendment says uh, that Congress can force like its opinion down on the state. So, they, so all you need is Congress to say Colorado step off. And, of course, Section 5 was to enforce the Section 1, which pertained to slavery, to, to, the, to the elimination of slavery. So what the founders, when they wrote, not the founders, but when they wrote the 14th Amendment, Section 5 was intended to say, hey, you can't vote. A state can't vote to keep slavery. Right. Like, we're acknowledging slavery is, you know, wrong. So Section 5 allows uh, the, the federal government to step in and say, even if you vote for it on state level, this is a basic human right. We're not going to allow slavery. Section five does not apply to section three, which was we don't want the slave masters running for office. Right. So I think, yeah. So the context I think is very clear there. So that's, that's a good conversation. So you're right. I think it does turn not so much on that, but the conspiracy, like at what point, and, and here's the interesting thing. It's not a free speech issue because no one is saying that what he said is unconstitutional. 
But what he said could be evidence. Oh, no, some, some people are saying that. Well, some people are wrong. If they are saying that, Correct. I will agree with yes. that. And they're wrong, Correct. right? But I think what, and it's a very fine distinction, is did his does his speech indicate the furtherance of a conspiracy, right? So when he says Pence should go in there and just refuse to certify, he has the right to say that. But if mm-hmm. now you combine it with we've got all these fake electors traveling to Washington to, to jump in as soon as Pence agrees to my cockamamie idea, that is that proof of a conspiracy? Does that show his intent to illegally step into the government? So you're right. It's a very gray area. It is gray. And, and I, I, I don't. It is gray. And I think that's why he was. Never, I think that's why they didn't go any further with it, because they would yeah. have had to decide. It would, it would have been very tough to, to make it. But there is a part that. There is a part that is challenging, mm. and that is whether you like it or not. And again, I'm not, I didn't vote for Trump. I'm not going to vote for Trump. Right. Of course right? not. Yeah. But in reality, he is super popular. That's yes. just true. He is insanely popular. Whether yes. I think so or not doesn't matter. He is. Lots yes. of people like him, and lots of people actually love him and think that he is the savior of the country. And that's Agreed. a fact. And that's millions of Americans Agreed. who believe Agreed. this. Agreed. And that does matter. As crazy as it sounds, it does matter. Right? But, 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 the, but yeah, there is a ahead. but here. Yeah. And the but is just because that, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have laws. It doesn't mean he shouldn't be affected. But it does influence it. And it does make him special. And people hate that. No one's above the law. No, he's an above the law. That's true. But he... You are president of the United States. You're kind of special. Like, you're not above it, but you're special. You're right. And, and, you know, that's a fascinating point that I wanted to touch on with you. I'm going to put it aside just for two minutes, and we'll get back to it, I promise, because I want to talk to you about this. And I think it's a very fascinating dynamic, especially from the LP National that, that I'm seeing. So I want, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that in two minutes. But very quickly before we do, obviously, this is going to the Supreme Court. Now, it's interesting to me that the Supreme Court in itself now has a lot of different options on how they can rule. Yeah. Um, they can rule on procedural grounds. Like if they rule that the president is not considered an officer of the United States, which I think is the weakest one of all the potential. It's insanely stupid. And yeah. if they actually do that, shame yeah. on our court. Like that's yes. the end of our court. That is, right. in, that's insanely dumb. So they were okay if a Confederate general became president, but nothing else. Right. Stop. That's insanely <laughs> exactly. stupid. There's yes. no way they meant that. Yes, I agree with you on that. That's the weakest, and I think yes. if you're hanging your hat on that, you'll be disappointed. They could rule directly on whether they think Trump is an insurrectionist or conspired sure. to commit, right? That's one possible ruling. Yep. But I think they won't do that because and, – and, and it's not within the – nature of the supreme court to rule on um, points of fact right they're not going to say oh he is or he isn't i think that would be out of out of character for the supreme court so what i think it really comes down to is does colorado procedurally have to show that he's an insurrectionist before they can disqualify him from the state ballot and and i think i don't think they can go there and here's why and i keep saying it because there is an aid and comfort piece to it. Which was not mentioned in the ruling out of Colorado, right? Which so is it, why Colorado was so weak, because they want to call him an insurrectionist. Right. They, once they say, if they actually say aid and comfort, that means he wasn't an insurrectionist. And because they are political, they won't say that. Right. If they were honest, that's the only way you could get him. Right. Is through that. So that do, would be a, an argument that could be made. You could make that argument. The argument they made is garbage. Right. So how do you think – so let me ask you flat out. We'll kind of do this logically. Will the Supreme Court overrule this decision? Yes. On what grounds? My guess is First Amendment, believe it or not. Really? Yes, hmm. it's my guess. That, and the, I, because it's the easiest one to do and the one I hope they do on a personal level, which I'll tell you about later. Yes. Um, totally, totally selfish. Uh, per, per, personally, I hope we right, do that one. Right. And what I hope, and I hope they will. They can just go. The this is too much of an issue for a court to decide. The people must decide this because of who he is. 
Right. He was president of the United States. He is currently looking, according to polls, he's going to be president again, according to the polls now. A court can't decide this. This, this is too important. The people must, is the First Amendment right of the people to select their president. He should, they should decide if he's an insurrectionist. It isn't clear. That is my gut on how they will rule. Now, I don't have proof of this, but if I had to guess, that because it make it safe for them, right? It's, it basically says, take it to the people. The right. people decide. It is right. the safest for them to do. And I think in general, the majority of Americans would buy that. Hmm. The majority of Americans would go, yeah, I, I, can, I can stomach that. I can stomach. We'll beat them at the, we'll beat them at the, uh, beat them at the polls. And to be right. forward, something else here. Democratic leadership, leadership, not Democrats on the ground, the last thing they want is Trump not on that ballot. The average Democrat hates Trump and wants him in jail. Right. But leadership does not. They want Trump on that ballot because he draws more Democrats out than anyone else they could possibly put up there. He's Democrats the do not like Biden, but yeah. boy, do they hate Trump. They right. will show up in droves to stop him. Right. And they want a battered and broken Trump, which right now was what they're getting. The more time Trump spends in court, the more time, Trump, the less time he's out on the road rallying the base. Right. 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 Trump is amazing. Again, whether you like him or not, Trump can rally a base like no other. True. That guy's amazing at that. True. And they don't want him doing that. They want him in court. They want him looking mean. They want him looking bad. They want him looking weak. They want right. all those things. So Democratic leadership does not want him in jail, does not want him off the ballot. They just want him wounded so they can draw the people up so, so broken Biden can still get all the votes. Right, right. Yeah, assuming that Biden's going to run again, but that's a different story assuming for a different episode. I think he won't yeah. either. I, I agree. Yeah. I think he won't be in the ballot. Yeah. But, okay, so – so it's interesting. You think it's a First Amendment? See, I would buy that in the sense that the court is probably going to look for something that doesn't pin them down. That Correct. doesn't, you know, they need to just kick this back and say, you yeah. know. Now, interestingly, does that mean they? I mean, do you think they will refuse the case? That's another one that could, that is a possibility, right? They could just say, "Look, it's not up to us. It's a state's issue. Let Colorado deal with it. Why? Why should do they? Do you feel they can just not accept the case?" They could, I don't see it, because that's hmm. the fact of saying Colorado's right. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. It's de yeah. facto saying Colorado's right. And even if, to your point, it isn't actually saying that, right. everyone will spin it as such. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you're right. It isn't actually that. Right. But everyone will spin it as, oh, my God, a Supreme Court agreed with Colorado. That's how they'll spin it. And you will watch every blue state throw Trump off the ballot. Right. And the thing is, there will be massive legal fights in all the swing states because that's all yes. that matters. The swing right. states matter. Right. No one's throwing off the ballot in Oklahoma. However, right. something might happen, though, to be forward. Something else to remember. I'm talking about leadership now. Republican Party leadership hates Trump. Yes. The average Republican loves Trump. Right. Republican leadership hates yes. Trump. Absolutely. And I said this literally months ago. I said it when I was on – I think I was on News Nation, Dan Abrams' show. I said, if only that gets rid of Trump is ballot access. If they start throwing him off the ballot, Republican leadership can step in and go, we can't have him. We have not change. viable. Right. They'll say he's, he's not, not viable. viable. Right. Yes. We got to get rid of him. We can't do it. That gives Republican leadership an excuse to dump Trump without being anti-Trump. They go, we love him. Of course, we always love Trump. Just we right. can't see. And then in comes whomever, Nikki Haley or whoever is the right, person right, that right. they see. My gut says Nikki Haley because they love Nikki Haley. So right. my gut, the, the Republican establishment loves Nikki Haley. Right. That is, they love her. So my gut says if a bunch of states, if, if your point happens, if the Supreme Court says we're not going to see it, if that happens, the media will spin it as they agree, which again, to your point, you're correct, does not mean that, but right. they will spin it as such. Right. Everyone will say it. Trump will get mad. Republican establishment goes, is this our chance? And that is the question. Is Republican establishment go, now's our chance. Right. Now, here's the sad part. If the Democratic leadership thinks Republicans will actually act, they will stifle. Mm. They will say, don't throw them off the ballot. Stop. Colorado, that's it. No more. Stop. Because they don't remember. Republican it, leadership wants them gone. Democratic right. leadership wants them on. Right. They so you'll see him. Republican, the yeah. Democratic leadership will say stop. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. And someone actually brought us up. 
there are Republicans who are against, who are who are hoping he gets off the ballot. Yes. So they might start suing to get him off the ballot. And people don't realize this. It only takes one person within the state. Any ordinary citizen has standing to say, I think he should be disqualified. So, of course, that one person could be funded by who knows what. Correct. But but all like in Colorado, it wasn't a big legal thing. Six people got gave their consent to use their names in standing. So that was, you know, on behalf of six voters in Colorado. Now, let me tell you why it personally. Yes, please. I love this. Yes. I love this because I have been sued off the ballot, thrown yes, off sir. the ballot, yes, charged sir. and tried to attack the ballot all day long. Ballot access in this country is a goddamn embarrassment. Yes, sir. And the idea that parties control it, shame on every loser judge for accepting any of these. None of this is constitutional. There's no political parties in the Constitution. Correct. In fact, how dare a state write a ballot and by default endorse people by naming them? Mm. You didn't print ballots years ago. There was a ballot. You wrote the guy's name in. That's it. Now they print ballots and decide certain parties get access to it? So the state decides who you can vote for? Where is that in the Constitution? (laughs) Nowhere. You're right. You're right. Well, you know, and this is why I loved having you on for this show. And for those, you know, little inside baseball here, I contacted Larry two two days ago and I said, Larry, I got to get you on for this. Right. And it was because I tweeted someone who said like, um, uh, I forget what the exact tweet was, but it was of the nature. Like, how dare this is the first time in history someone's been taken off the ballot. And I tweeted them back saying, yeah, go ask Larry Sharp about it. Go ask Larry Sharp about yes. what it's like to get kicked off randomly a ballot with no conviction, with no indictment, nothing criminal, just for the crime of being a libertarian. Yep. And for those and yes. my New York, my fellow New Yorkers know this. Larry was was literally at the eleventh hour kicked off the the ballot for governor last time yep. around. Libertarians lost ballot access even though they had won it under the previous rules. Correct. New York. Again, and up front, Democratic state, blue state, literally decided we don't want competition. So not just the libertarians, not just Larry, Howie Hawkins, anybody that is not part of the duopoly. So think about this. Libertarians in New York got kicked off, but the Right to Life Party is on there, the Workers Collective Party, whatever the hell it's called, the communists are on there. How I'm struggling to understand how those, right? So when you look at stuff like that, it's clearly, uh, it's been done before. And well, when I tweeted well, I that- to be clear though. Yeah. Democrats destroyed my ballot access. Yes. Then Republicans sued me off when I tried again. Yes. So this is both. It's a duopoly. sued me off last yes. time. Absolutely. So this yes. is any establishment. And here's the worst part. Republicans can't win in New York State in a statewide election anymore. They were happy to come in second as long as there was no Larry Sharp. Yes. So that's why I love it because I got to tell you, at least- I mean, at least 80% of Americans, if not more, have no idea how crappy the ballot access is, yes. don't even know what it is. I hear it all the time. If you just run better candidates, why don't mm. you run anybody? Because I can't physically get on the ballot. They will not let me on a ballot. They will say, no, you may not be in a ballot. No. Yes, sir. And, and so here's it's the- tough for me to give you someone to vote for when they won't let me be on the ballot for you to vote for me. And you know, Larry, I don't remember if I texted you the last go around when you were running as a write-in candidate, um, but I think I texted you or I texted your your campaign manager and I said, uh, just to let you know, I wrote in Larry's name, I handed in my ballot, and it took me an hour to get them to accept the ballot. They were looking at that write-in ballot like it had the plague or something. They were literally holding it up like this, you know, like, what's this? What do we do with it? How do we accept this? Literally, I had a ballot worker, a uh, poll worker there tell me, listen, why don't you just vote for somebody that's on the ballot? Save us all a lot of trouble, you know? And I told him, I took out my phone and I said, do you mind repeating that on, on video for me? Yeah. And, he, and he said, no, don't worry, we'll figure this out. It took an hour, they sealed it up, they put it in the, in the lockbox, you know, like I guess is the procedure for writing candidates. So when I saw these, and I have think, to tell think you- Think about that. Yeah. You can't write in the person that you want to vote yes, sir. for. Yep. Just, I mean, doesn't why isn't every American ready to ch- to just scream at the top of their lungs in the middle of the street? You, this is our, this is the the basis of our government. 
you cannot write in the person that you want to vote for. Yeah. And we're worried about Democrats, Republicans. You add in on top of this gerrymandering. I'm not joking, John. We don't have a democracy. No, we don't. And I'm serious because parties decide who their top person is. Then they gerrymand the districts to make sure that person wins. So that person always wins. Or in the case of AOC in New York, again, fascinating to me because it's a blue state. And believe me, the last thing in the world I want to see AOC anywhere near like lawmaking. She's my congressperson. I understand completely. Oh, Oh, believe me. They were gerrymandering her out. They they were going to do a ger- the the Democrat governor <laughs> with the Democrat uh, House and Assembly were going to say let's gerrymander AOC out of the way because like we she's just too annoying basically we yes. don't want her around right now they haven't done it yet but that was something that in New York I'm but sure you on. heard about this, right she's brought another good piece I'm obviously not an AOC fan sure no of course not. However, again, I always give people credit where credit is due. I'll give yeah. Trump credit when credit is due, and I'll give her credit where credit is due. She actually was a bit of a rebel when she first came on board. She was. Yes. She was part of that squad thing, and she was going to mm-hmm. change stuff, and she was part of the DSA and going to be hard left. And then she couldn't get stuff done all of a sudden. And then they threatened to gerrymander out. Have you noticed how establishment she's been recently? A, a lot more so than before, yes. Yes, she okay. has. Yes. They tamed her. Yes. Right? Don't get me wrong. I don't want her far left stuff anyway, but it isn't the point. The point right. is, if you vote for the far left candidate, you should get far left, whether I like it or not. You right. should get what you vote for. You want far left, you should get far left. She's not far left anymore. She's establishment left now, which to me is still terrible, but it doesn't yes. matter. My, my point <laughs> yes. is, people didn't vote for establishment left. Right. They voted for far left, Correct. and they're not getting it, yeah. which, which again, it went out of democracy then. Right, because I think far left will destroy us. So let's do it so I can watch the story so we can stop it. But instead, she says she's far left. We keep getting establishment left. And now nothing changes. I, I think from that perspective, you're absolutely right. And and it's just I, I and I think the average voter has no clue about this stuff. Correct. And and even someone like myself, I consider myself a little bit more inside baseball when it comes to this stuff. I certainly don't have your experience. Or even my partner's experience, uh, William Del Pilar, he ran for local office in California, so he got mixed up with the Republican conservative parties out there. And the stories he has about ballot, ballot access and uh, party support and things like that have turned me off. Like I, yes. I once said to myself, Larry, I'll be honest with you, I'm out here in Suffolk County. I, was, I went to a couple, one or two of those Suffolk Libertarian Party things. I said, I'm not, I can't do politics anymore. It's like, I just, you know, I, I'd rather sit here and pontificate than have anything to do with it. Uh, not because I don't care, but it's like, I'm almost 60, man. I don't have time to learn this from the start and go through it again. Right. It but, is. It's the mob. Yeah. And that's why I always tell people, you got to talk to someone like Larry Sharp for him to be this well-spoken and this like, hasn't pulled out all his hair at this point. About um, to, about to. <laughs> what he's been through, what you've been through, like just the fact that you worked so hard, and, and this is a little bit off the Trump talk, but you worked so hard to get on that ballot and then just to have it taken away from yes. you just because they said, we don't want to deal with him. We, we just don't want to deal with him. $400,000 and lost it all without even being on the ballot. Yeah. Think about that. Crazy. What guy, and by the way, I was polling, and you can check it out if you want to, in real polls, like Zogby polls, Six percent. Yes. Six percent of the electorate of, say, seven million voters, as an example, is 400,000 votes. Yeah. So there were 400,000 people who were considering voting for Larry Sharp. I raised $400,000 and I couldn't even get on the ballot. What chance does anybody have? It's crazy. It's crazy. A guy who can raise $400,000, who can poll at six percent, can't even get on the ballot to lose. Right. What chance does anybody else have? No. I t- and I told the court, I, was, I did a, some pro se stuff with another lawyer, mm-hmm. and I was like, what you are doing, it's in my writing, what you are doing is creating aristocracy in New York State. Mm-hmm. You are ensuring that only those who are already part of aristocracy can ever run. And they went, I don't care. They're like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So now what happens is the only people who run in New York State are people who are already in the government. Right. The nobility runs to be king. That's it. 
Yeah. And I, when I say king, I mean king yes, or queen. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I mean that because with a one-party state that New York State is, nobody stops anybody. If you've right. noticed, we don't even pass laws anymore. We just pass budgets. Yeah. We put stuff yeah. in a budget. The, the, our, our imperial governor signs it. And done. Yeah, That's it. Everything's by acclamation. Nothing gets on Correct. the record. Yeah, it's 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 horrible. But okay, let me let, let me just reel it back a little bit because. So I'm sorry. I do want to go back to one piece. I'm sorry. Yes, that please. Why go ahead. I'm happy and why I'm happy yes. it happened. People know. But a second piece. Why do I want the Supreme Court to do it on First Amendment rights? I hope they do. Now I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not promising, but that's my guess, and All I right. hope it is. If they do, that's precedent for me. Mm. He's gonna go back and say you threw me off. But but we are but I but people, 100,000 people voted for me before, and I polled at six percent. You did it based upon his previous voting and his polling. Well, I have it. I want to be in a ballot. Yeah. So it it valid and by the way that was my argument. So if if the Supreme Court says yes, it validates my argument. But here's the the worst part: the Supreme Court didn't see my case this year. Mm. This year, my case went to the Supreme Court, and they said no. I appealed four times. The fifth one was to the Supreme Court. And they said no. They turned it down. Yeah. Yes. They turned it down. So if they say yes to Trump, they have to say I'm yes back to in you. action, baby. Yeah, you're That's back all in I'm action. Saying. Yeah. So yeah, from, from I have a... selfish reasons for this to to work. Hey. That's what Adam Smith said, right? We all go by our selfish reasons, and through those selfish actions, society gets 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 raised up as a whole. So no no problem with saying you're selfish, sir. I have no problem with that. But let me ask you this, because part of what fascinated me throughout this whole thing is the libertarian response. Like, to your point, I expect Republicans to think, to claim it's all political thuggery and hackery. I expect that. I expect the left and the Democrats to say, he's a, he's, he's a threat to our democracy. He's a horrible human being. Whatever means necessary, get him off the I expected those responses. To be honest with you, you're a libertarian. I'm a libertarian. I think we're the same type of libertarians. Uh, I listen to you talk. I'm hoping you listen to me talk about this issue. And you're like, okay, these are two reasonable guys. They're, they're kind of sorting it out. They kind of have their opinions. I have to tell you that the majority of what I see from fellow libertarians, from LP National, from the more ANCAP section of our, of our, uh, of our team, this whole thing that you can't go after Trump because he's a candidate and this is this will lead to eventually everybody getting kicked off by the elites and I, I you know i don't know if this qualifies as a slippery slope argument what do you think larry i mean i i, I saw where mccar angel mccardle tweeted out that this is just the beginning and you know if, if this goes through then you know they have the power this and that and i i can understand slippery slope arguments when it's something that is to prevent a basic human right from getting infringed that I, I can get that slippery slope. Like if, you know, uh, you can't ban, uh, say interracial marriage when the love case came out in the, was it the sixties, right? Mm-hmm. In West Virginia. Well, that's a slippery slope because then can you prevent, uh, Catholics and Protestants from getting married? Can you prevent Jews and Christians from getting right? And you see the slippery slope argument yep. here, but in this case, I think it's not a slippery slope argument. Because at some point, you're disregarding a law that we all agree with, right? Like they, they, But hold on. Yeah. The reverse is true. Mm. What I mean by that is they threw me off, so why not throw Trump off? The reverse is true. Correct. Literally, for decades, they've been throwing small party candidates off the ballot. Judges have been throwing small con- – consistently, even though my argument was a, was a simple argument. My argument yes. was – my argument was – you know that 100,000 New Yorkers want to vote for me. You're aware of that. You've seen it. It's happened in 2018. It's my argument in 2022. So we know that 100,000 New Yorkers want to vote for me. We also know something else. Every single cycle, about half a million New Yorkers vote for an independent or third party knowing that person won't win. Right. What does that mean? Well, that means they're voting. It's a protest. It's a protest It's vote. a protest vote. It is a freedom of speech. Yes. If they didn't care, they wouldn't vote. No, no. They got off the couch, went down, and said, F you, I'm voting for a guy who's not going to win. We right. know this is true. So if there is a question on whether I should or should not be on the ballot, this is my argument, right? I have many arguments with one of them. It's a question. We should ask ourselves, is there harm? 
Am I doing a harm? Right. Well, if I'm on the ballot, millions of New Yorkers can simply say, I don't like Larry Sharp. I'm not going to vote for him. No harm. And millions did not vote for me in 2018. They did that. They said, I don't like right. Larry Sharp. I'm right. voting for someone else. Millions did so. We have evidence of this. The reverse, though. If I'm not in the ballot, you have literally disenfranchised at least 100,000 New Yorkers. That's harm. Me not be on the ballot is harm. Right. Being on the ballot is no harm. And they just said, I don't care. They were prepared to inflict harm to keep their system. Right. That is the precedent. That's the precedent. That's the slippery slope that comes to this. So now they yes. just go, I'll throw them off the ballot. Been doing it for years. Been throwing the chumps up. I'll throw Trump off. What will happen? Somebody else will come up. I'll throw Trump off and they'll bring somebody else on. Judges believe it is okay to throw people off the ballot. I would say the opposite is true. They're completely wrong. This is the th this is the slope. We went down it already. The slippery slope was guys like me and people before me. This is how it works in the end. Imagine they had never thrown a third party person off the ballot ever. This would be like we have we don't know what to do with this. Oh my god, this would be unprecedented. This would be novel. This would be a novel right. idea. Right. They would never do it. Now eh, we do it literally every year. And, and you know what, Larry? I have to admit, even though even though when I tweeted you and we kind of exchanged emails, I said, you know, like, yeah, people have thrown Larry off the ballot. So why are you acting surprised, Angela McArdle? You know, it's been happening to well, members well, of your Obama own party. Obama won because he threw his guy off the ballot, Democrat, in Illinois. Obama threw hmm. his guy off, a fellow Democrat, off the ballot well, I wasn't in aware Illinois. of this. I wasn't aware That's of this. That's how he won. Yes. Okay. okay. He threw a fellow Democrat off the ballot. Oh, you mean through through backroom uh, chicanery, or was there no, like a reason? He went to court. Oh, really? He went to court, threw his guy off in his primary. It was primary. Yes, yeah, primary. Yeah, yeah. Threw him off the ballot. Judge has been throwing people off the ballot for years. This is not the slippery slope. This is the culmination. So I was going to say I really hadn't thought of it the way you just phrased it, which is a different type of, which is more clear to me, and I'm glad you kind of put that out there, right? But that's not the type of argument I'm hearing from libertarians. It's almost as if, and it. I want, and I, and I want you to kind of comment on this because why do you think they're in such defense of Trump necessarily? And so, they're so lock I mean, I'll explain this. Yeah, please. They're not, they're not in defense of Trump. I mean, some are, there are some libertarians who like Trump, but yeah. most libertarians are not going to vote for Trump and don't like Trump, but there are some, yeah. What they're so viscerally angry at is getting thrown off the ballot because so many times it's happened to us. We're just so, it is literally an emotional snap. Mm. We're angry at that because so often we have trusted somebody, felt this guy was the right guy or right gal, she's gonna make change and they can't get even on the ballot. Happens literally every year, I'm not exaggerating, every year libertarians are thrown off the ballot, yes. literally every year. Yeah. Some years, dozens are thrown off the ballot. And so once it happens, we just get angry. It is emotional. You, you may be looking for a logical argument, and I think there may not be one here. And it that, may and just that, be emotion. And that might be, and that's fair enough. I'll accept that as, as a possible explanation. Um, because I, like, I think I've, I've mentioned this before, and it's not specific to Trump, although Trump might be the sort of like the poster child for what I'm about to say. It's like, I don't know if it's been over the last year or two, I think, that I kind of see like there, that there's been more of an acceptance of of the the right statists, the Republicans, the the new right, whatever you want to call them, yeah. um, in the Libertarian Party more so, so than than the left, I would think. Be, and that's because remember the Libertarian Party always leans opposite of the government. So yes. right, so when 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 Trump was in, Libertarian Party leaned left. Now Biden's in, Libertarian Party leans right. You look at New York State, it's a blue state. Libertarian Party of New York State leans right. You go to Oklahoma, red state. Libertarian Party leans left in Oklahoma. Mm, right? Interesting. So the party always leans anti-establishment, whatever government's established. If, if Trump wins again, Libertarian Party will shift left again. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. That's how it works. The party always yeah. is anti-establishment. Right. So it will always shift. So you're saying they're becoming a bit more something right. Yes, because Biden's president. Yes, mm. that's true. Yes. Okay. If Trump wins, there'll be more left. Yeah. See, I, and maybe this is part of my conspiratorial nature because I thought 
um, there, there may be something afoot because in several swing states, the the spread of, of Biden, where where Biden beat Trump in in swing states, the spread w- was less than the libertarian vote. Uh, so I, yeah. I think there were six swing states like that. I think Wisconsin was one of them, right? Where the people who voted libertarian, had they gone for Trump, Trump would have carried the state. And I think a lot of Rep- I saw a lot of Republican chatter saying you you effing libertarians cost us the state. Why didn't you just vote for Trump anyway? You know, which speaks to that whole like, if it weren't for the Libertarian Party, all of us would be Republicans anyway, right? Sean Hannity literally got on his show and told his people to not vote for me in New York. That's crazy. Literally I mean, said, not- don't vote for Larry Sharp. He literally told people, don't vote for me because I'm going to cost the election. And I wasn't right. on the ballot because I, I was polling at 3% after I was thrown off the ballot. Right. 6% before, afterwards, I still held 3% of the vote after I was off the ballot. So they were like, that's going to be enough to win the vote. Don't vote for Larry Sharp. That's true. I, Sean Hannity did that. Yeah. So so do you think, I see, conspiratorial, conspiratorially, I was going to say, and I'm using dramatic words, don't take them literally, is the Libertarian Party experiencing an infiltration of the right in order to try to mitigate that spread in those swing states, do you think? It's happened in the past, so it, it, that's not that's not crazy. It has happened, mm. um, particularly at local levels. The yeah. Libertarian Party has been taken over at local levels many times, and this, the problem is our infrastructure tends to be weak. Mm. Um, our people who show up is very, you've been to Libertarian Party events in Suffolk County. What fifteen people at max show up? Usually more if, like four if, or five. Yeah, if that many. Yeah, yeah. The biggest ones of like fifteen. Usually it's four or five. Yeah, right. If I show up and I'm speaking, we get maybe twenty. Yeah, about it. Right? That's how it works. So if all of a sudden I got, say, 15, 10 paid Republicans or Democrats to show up, stop paying dues, the party's taken over. So that's not crazy. It has happened in the past. Remember, we had Bob Barr once as our presidential candidate. Yeah, yeah. Don't remind me. So, yes. Bill Weld. I mean, (laughs) Bill Weld. I tried to stop Bill Weld, right? I lost to Bill Weld, right? Bill Weld. Still one of those things that I do this every time I think about it. How could you have, but as it was, I think you may have mentioned to me, or was it Spike Cohen said it that was just a money grab. It was like, he, he promised a certain amount of money being brought, which he delivered on to he be fair deliver. to him. They raised $13 million, which was a lot of money. Yeah. To be fair to him, he held up his end of the bargain. So, you know, he was honest about it, but I don't think there's any sort of definition where he would qualify as a libertarian. Right. So, yeah. Um, so, but, but you, the, I guess you're, you're, you're not crazy by saying that. I think that okay. absolutely could happen. I don't have evidence of that now. But if you showed me some, I'd believe you. I think it could, yeah. easily, I think it could easily happen. I wish our party was stronger and was more resilient, that I could easily stop that. But I think it can happen. And I think it has happened, particularly at a local level. If you remember once in New York State, um, uh, oh, my God, Howard Stern took over our party. Oh, yes, definitely. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He just yeah. rolled in at the convention. Got Rolled he in got, and took it. All his fans registered as, as um, yes. delegates. And what happened? He's, and he, we all knew it was a radio stunt. It was just a stunt. We all knew it. And uh, what happened? A week later, two weeks later, whatever the time he frame was out. incredible. He dropped out and, and whoever the yes. second, whoever his vice president was. But the party was in shambles after that. Um, and that's my point. So I don't think yeah. what you're saying is crazy at all. I think it absolutely could be happening. Do you feel that the messaging out of LP National has been on point regarding Trump, like largely supportive, largely uh, to be doom, forward with doom you, saying? I don't really pay much attention to LP national. Okay. I don't pay much attention to the party at all. I just do my own thing. Okay. If I had my way, if I could magically decide, you know, what I could do, the national party would do only one thing and one thing only ballot access. That's right. it. Nothing else. It would have no, it would have no Twitter nothing it would just be ballot access that's all that candidates be candidates that's not what's happening that's what i'd like so so to that extent if the supreme court on a first amendment basis does end up overturning the colorado ruling i am back in court brother i was going to ask you are you back in court will we see you run for governor again 100 percent. count me in i want to help you out in that 
100%. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to help you absolutely. out on that, Larry. I need to get back in the ballot. I got to get back in the ballot. There you go. I What I will ask for in my in my case is I don't care what you do. I don't care how you act. You robbed me, which means you broke your contract with your citizen. Mm-hmm. I get ballot access in 2026. I don't care what your laws are. Make whatever law you want. I'm on the ballot 2026. You owe me. That's my remedy. That will be yeah. my response. My remedy. You owe me. I'm yeah. on the ballot in 2026. Done. And again, another small detail. You had qualified under the existing rules to have ballot access. They changed the they changed Correct. the questions after you got the answer, so to speak. Correct. So it's not even like you were asking like, oh, I didn't have the requisite amount. Please put me on. You yep. at the Libertarian Party had reached those thresholds. Correct. And as like I like to tell people, it wasn't just Larry Sharp. Larry Sharp brought along hundreds of Libertarian candidates. We had, and people don't know this, we had 107 Libertarian victories in 2019. There you go. They were all local, right? They were like, you know, right. school board here, city right. council here, right? It was aldermen here. They were all local. Right. But we had 107 victories. And they went, whoa. This is like a real party. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. And they went, get rid of that. Yeah, and not and not to if you won't say it, I will. You were the face of that. I mean, like yeah, if you, if you talk if you talk libertarianism in New York, like your name, especially politically, rises right to the top of recognition. So, yep. yeah. Well, Larry, listen, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for taking some time and coming on to discuss this. Uh, always love having you on, and if you're willing. I'm always willing to have you on to talk about the issues of the day. Listen, can you tell the folks a little bit, uh, where can they reach you? Where can they follow the sharp podcast? How do we get Larry that? sharp on everything? Larry sharp on YouTube, Larry sharp on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on threads, on getter, on gab, on Mastodon, on all the things on, uh, every, you name it, Larry sharp. And that's sharp with an E and the E stands for entertaining, entertaining. I thought you were going to go with excellence on that one. I like entertaining. <laughs> okay, good. Entertain excellent entertainment coming from There we go. from Larry Sharp. Larry Sharp, thank you so much for joining us. Once again, this has been Free for All with your host Big John here on Grumblings Media. Don't forget to catch us on YouTube, Rumble, all the podcasting platforms. Until next time, peace out everyone.